think ACOGs are going to be removed from Siege. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. What we're not super fond of about Siege. You keep trying to change that up. I I'm do. Ryan. I'm Chris. And I don't um, change that part up. I say the same name every time. That's true. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. You could say just hello. I'm just hello. <laughs> okay. So... Uh, we are once again in that slow period between announcements, but that doesn't mean we can't bring you a great show. So we have uh, a post from the subreddit to share. Wait, did we ever share that post from last week? Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Okay, we do have a post from the subreddit to share this week, though. And uh, then we're going to do some operator spotlights. We're going to hit up the old GSG9. Uh, Oaks. What are they called? Uh, what do they call those things? GSG9, SAS, Spetsnaz. CTU? CTUs, yes. GSG9 CTU. So we'll do that. And then, of course, we'll get into listener questions. Um, one note before we start. I have to apologize again for the poor audio quality on this episode. This is so stupid, guys. Okay, so we both have the same microphone, okay? My microphone randomly just died and started like having like clicking noises like it, when we were recording, like unusable. So we couldn't use it. So that I sent in for warranty. I had another microphone that i was using and that's like a it's an xlr microphone so like it has to have a phantom power supply and all this stuff and one day the phantom power supply just decided i'm not going to work anymore so (laughs) (laughs) we we borrowed another microphone from our friend and he gave it to us and the usb connector on it is like completely broken like (laughs) the actual usb connector part is like deep inside the microphone instead of like on the port so that won't work we go to start and ryan goes if this doesn't work normally like it should i'm just gonna quit like five seconds later why won't this plug in (laughs) yeah i just started laughing so this is the saga of the bad microphone so once again i'm recording on hyperx which is just a run-of-the-mill gaming headset. It's a good gaming headset. I'll say that. Yeah, shout out to them because actually it doesn't sound awful. It's not It's not terrible. A, it's not bad. The gaming headset I stream with sounds much worse. Uh, so there's that. So I'm sorry, but we'll have it fixed next week. Fingers crossed. Also, the dry spell of no news is soon to come to an end because we are approaching leak time. Yeah, so August... Oh, leak time. Well, yeah. So August 18th yeah. is the Pro League likely, season finals. Which is likely the season reveal. Right. So we should be seeing stuff for next season. Uh, probably all of the stuff that we've talked about um, in the top issues and concerns that's targeted for Y4 right. S3. Right. Um, you, what you could do is just go back and listen to our um, Santa's wish list episode and you would basically <laughs> see exactly what they're going to do in Siege because the PP has activated. Yeah, it's a preview of what's well, to come. Once again, the PP has activated with the map ranked pool. Yes, I bet. I bet we see what the new map ranked pool is going to be. I am or at least so at least what excited. at least like what they're thinking as far yeah. as like it will be this many maps. We'll or... see. We'll see operator leaks. Probably not this week, but next week for sure. We'll see a lot of operator leaks. If they, I hope they kind of learned their lesson from last time because we knew everything last time before mm-hmm. the reveal, and it was super lame. Yeah, which so, is not really their fault, but no, that's true. It, that wasn't their fault but yeah hopefully um, the same thing doesn't happen well i think I mean, it, it is because i've fault, already but... seen i've already seen stuff from that same guy on it was yeah. neogaf that he posts on or something and 4chan and something else not 4chan the this last leak that had like images of the operators was on 4chan oh. 
Yeah, I don't think he posted it, but he confirmed it there. Okay. Or N- N4G? Is that where he... Oh, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, because I don't think it's 4chan. It's one of the gaming okay. sites that's with those weird names. Okay. NeoGAF or N4G or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. We, and we usually don't talk about leaks just because it kind of kills hype and it's unconfirmed, but we'll see what, I don't know. what happens. We kind of just make that call as we go. So, okay. So that's coming up. Stay tuned for that because there will definitely be some cool announcements there. Can you believe we're already going to hit season three of year four? I know. It seems like, yeah. Who was who came out season one again? Oh, Nomad and Kaid. Yeah, yeah it does that not seems seem like, like so long, long ago. ago. Oh, it seems like oh, this season. I was going to say so long. Uh, it doesn't seem like that long ago. But also, it feels like It seems like this season's been fast. fast. Yeah. Like, Nook and Warden, I still haven't, like, really, I guess they're not good enough to really play too much. Exactly. But that's the I, problem. Warden, though? I had a great warden play on Oregon last Friday. Tell us about your great warden oh, play. So for Oregon basement, there's there's two places. Did you that highlight I will... this on your stream? I did. Yeah, it sucks because somehow my microphone got turned up like a bunch randomly, <laughs> yeah. and so like anytime I talked, it would be like, "Oh, let's go!" Like it would be super loud and surrounding. Like stop screaming your mic! I'm like, it's not that loud. Like I'm not like shouting. It was clipping so, so hard. I went back it and watched it. I was like, oh yeah, that's loud. So I turned it down, but it kind of ruins the clip. But anyway. Organ Basement and then Kitchen on Coastline are two places that I will consistently pick Warden because they're consistent smoke plants. And uh, Bank Basement, too, um, if we're not doing the Tachankira, of course. So Organ Basement, there we are. I'm, like, trying to stay super safe, like, behind mirror windows and just, like, kind of in, like, the middle part of the basement so I'm not getting killed fast. Waiting for the smoke. Finally, like, 45 seconds left. Here comes the Capitao smoke. Goes right on, like, the counter that's, like, in the middle of the... Yes, you're all-star maestro was sitting there calling exactly what was yeah. happening <laughs> yeah ryan ryan wants to take credit but so he was there <laughs> so there goes the smoke so i go out like the hallway part where like i'm right where the smoke is turn on my freaking warden whatever his thing's called i kill a sledge like trying to hit, hit a maestro cam i don't know if i saved the camera or not but i killed sledge trying to hit a maestro cam and then i killed uh someone above that was looking down through the hatch but couldn't see me because of the smoke and then gridlock stops planting because of everybody's dying and then we ended up killing i wasn't the one that killed the planter but i killed two other guys because yeah, they saved the round it felt so good. i was so happy yeah i was so happy it was very very good and uh there are definitely i think again warden is very situational and yeah. it's hard to generate a situation where it's useful but there are certain sites where they always use flashes they always use smokes mm-hmm. and those sites i think warden and especially the ones where like that are very cramped right yeah because like a bigger site where you're just smoking for a plant like that's pretty easy to work around the smoke yeah but those like small tight spots where they can just smoke the like the one angle that you can get them from right that's where Warren is super useful. I, I do think he still needs to at least be on par with Glass with how Glass can kind of move in the smoke now. He needs mm-hmm. to be the same as Glass because the whole point of him was he's a counter to Glass. Like that's what they showcased. Yeah. Was him versus Glass. And now it's like, well, now Glass can kind of move around the smoke and Warden can't move at all. Yeah. So that needs to, they need to level I've, them out. But I've played Warden so little, I'm trying to remember, does he have any sort of highlight on the people in the smoke or no. is it just, just, just see the smoke? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like is, monochromatic, right? Yeah, like a, but a it's bluish fine. color. Like, yeah, yeah, you can see totally fine. Yeah, um, cool. Well, very good play. We'll uh, make sure to tag that in the show notes, and then maybe we'll tweet it out this week so everybody can see it. Um, Just mute though. Mute it. Yeah, <laughs> it's loud. <laughs> Turn it down. I'm sorry. It's, it's loud and clippy. Okay. Uh, she, you want to share with us this Reddit post? Yeah. So, uh, you slash chronic insomnia. Thank you. <laughs> I thought it was an L. Chronic Insomniac posted a 4K render of Legion's Goo. And Justin Friendly had a question last week, like, what's the coolest looking gadget? And I think I said, oh, what did we ended up saying? 
I um, first said the black mozzies, guy. Mozzies. Oh, the spider things. Spider the thing, spider yeah. little guys. Dragoon, cool. dragoon drone hackers. <laughs> exactly. But DDHs. once I see this in 4K, this thing looks sweet. It does like, look very cool. It, it is so detailed that it just, oh, it looks so cool. So, so you I mean, have to look at this. It's a little canister that you always see, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's got like the, what is it? Eight needles full of this like green toxic looking fluid pointing up and they're like ultra sharp needles right and mm-hmm. it's just like oh and they even got like uh little drips off the edge of the needle point oh you they do this just like even grosser but it just looks like ouch stepping on that would hurt like apart from any poison or whatever just stepping it's on hurt. that would hurt it would be worse than stepping on legos which <laughs> is a hard pain to surpass yes anyway um, it's cool but yeah it looks cool it's way cool. We so, will we will link that as well in the show notes because it is very cool. Yeah, props to him for making this 4K render. Yeah, I'll make sure we have to... There's uh, some symbol on it, like Chinese symbol or something. Don't know what that says. Yeah, it's probably, uh, probably Korean, says, I think, because they're Korean, oh, right? That's probably right. Probably th- says Google. Oh, I hope I'm not wrong on that. Uh, Legion. Rainbow, hang on, I gotta find out. Rainbow whoa, Six. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think they're Korean. Um, here we go. No, wait. Go to the wiki. Never go to the Siege website itself. It's impossible to find what you're looking for there. Go to the wiki. Chinese. They're Chinese. I'm wrong. Didn't you say Chinese? I did say Chinese. I thought they were Korean. Anyway. Okay. Um, cool. I guess that's it for Reddit posts. Is it time for Operator Spotlight? I think it's time to move on to the Operator Spotlight time of the show. Who's first? I don't mind. We can do IQ or Blitzy. Or Bandit, 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 Bandit. <laughs> I always call Bandit Blitz. Wait. Yeah, you reverse yes. them. Yes, I do. Yeah. But I don't ever call... If I see Blitz, I say Blitz. I don't ever say it's Bandit. Oh. But I will say Bandit is Blitz sometimes. Yeah. I don't know why. QIQ's music. So if you've ever seen IQ's uh, little intro video, she has a shotgun. Which you just heard. Yes, which you just heard. So go back and watch it for kicks and giggles. You should watch it and try to like sync the audio with the podcast. With Why? The, and, <laughs> why? Why, okay. why should anyone do that? Ryan doesn't think that's a good idea. No. So in her intro video, she has a shotgun, which she doesn't actually have in the game. That's like Thatcher used to be pictured with a shotgun. Oh. Yeah. Which I think he does he have one now? I think they gave him one oh, eventually. He oh he yeah, they did give I think they gave him one specifically for that reason or something. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't use anyway. Which is makes him one of the only operators with three primary options. Uh like one of very few. Yeah, I guess. Eh, there's quite a bit. No, well, Doc and really? Rick both have three, IQ has three. Oh yeah. Fuse um, has three. Fuse is another with three. I guess okay. there's not a ton, but well there's not a ton, but he's one of the few. He's one of the handful. The few of the proud. Anyway, I'm sorry. IQ has a shotgun in the IQ video. IQ has a shotgun in her operator video, but she doesn't actually have one in the game. So that's a fun fact. Um, 
So if you don't know, we're going to act like you just don't know anything about the operator, which I'm sure if you're listening to a Rainbow Six Siege podcast, you probably don't know anything <laughs> right. about Siege. No, yeah, of course. So she's a three speed, one armor. She has the three um, primary weapons. She's one of the few, the proud. So AUG A2, 5.52 Commando, and the GAA1. I have always used the 5.52 Commando, and I'm not sure why, because today I started using the GAA1, and it is way better. Oh, it's very fun. It is it's so better. Good. It's It's better. Like really, then I'll, I'll explain why in a second. So I'll just some people love the stats. The DPS of the AUG A2 is five oh four. DPS of the five five two Commando is actually five fifty two. So that's funny. No, oh, that is funny. <laughs> and then the GAA one is five twenty four point one seven. So it's just in the middle of the two. But the reason why it's so good is because it holds fifty fifty plus one bullets, and so it's it's a machine gun. That holds a lot of bullets and that is very steady because you can have a vertical grip on it and a compensator and you get an ACOG. It's good. It's literally so yeah. Habana's AR has it also has a fast fire rate. So Habana's AR has an 850 fire rate, which is the same as a GAA1, but the GAA1 has an extra 30 bullets because yeah. Habana's has like nothing and it's very annoying. Um, but it's a good gun. But this one has more bullets. It has minus three damage every bullet, but. When you can just like keep firing at something and not yeah. worry about someone trying to peek you because you keep firing at right. it, like spawn peaks too. Like I was using it watching like a house spawn peak or like the border, the basic border like south spawn peak where people like run around the truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the dumbest spawn peak. It's the worst one. It's so easy to kill. Yeah, they just need to like move that truck or put another one there or something, and that yeah. would fix it so fast. Yeah, but it, yeah, I hate that spawn peak. Anyway, it's so annoying. It's well, it's easy to kill too. I hate people that do it because I'm like, get wrecked. Like well, that what, was what's so annoying dumb. about it is that you can be AFK and be killed within the first like yes, two seconds of the true. round. That is annoying. Like that's very annoying. It should there should I feel like every single spawn should have something in front of you when you spawn, right. so you can't get peaked. Like even if they try to like run outside a little bit, right? They should not be able to see you. Uh, but yeah, so I was able to neutralize that spawn peak when people were uh, playing that on border, and then. It, it like you just don't have to reload and not having to reload i mean you do because there's 51 but not having to reload for like a good portion of time is super helpful for yeah, like most operators more than half an extra mag right yeah most mags are 30 yep and this is uh 50 plus one so her secondary is a p12 pistol nothing crazy about that and then she has breach charges and a claymore um for her secondary gadgets so i usually go with claymore but sometimes i'll pick breaching charges because as iq i'm usually trying to be above them to try to get gadgets from on from top down mm-hmm. um so i'll bring breach charges with me to try to do some vertical play after that uh cosmetics wise she has a headgear called shadow brine that actually looks really cool it's like it's almost like binoculars i guess but like one of them's like lifted up there it's cool you should look at it because it's probably her best headgear her uh elite skin is stupid called unification it's the one that's like she has the headphones yeah yeah the the workout tracksuit yeah Yeah, tracksuit thing and it's it's definitely a different take on what siege is (laughs) the anime it's it's like a Fortnite almost type of thing yes it does the animation is super Fortnitey, and i'm like what is going on here i just i'm not a fan of a lot of the elite skins like i like twitches i like docs and i like uh lesions i don't like lesions animation blitz is cool yeah Blitz is good but a lot of the other ones I hate a lot. Frost. I, Frost is cool, actually. I do like Frost. I hate bandits. Like with there's so many elite skins where just like a regular premium skin or like a, a legendary skin or whatever is way better than the elite skin. Yeah. And that's like disappointing. Yeah. 
pretty much all of the uh, showdown outfits are better than any of those operators elite oh, skins. Yeah, the showdown outfits are so, so weak. I just I don't like the idea of like I don't know Thatcher's one that was kind of leaked looks stupid too. I believe I think I just yeah. don't like it when they're like in street clothes. Like, well, who's going to use Thatcher's garbage elite over the freaking LED helmet? Oh, like, yeah, that that's thing's true. amazing. It's that's so true. sweet. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, she also has a helmet called Angel, and it looks like Magneto's helmet from X Men. If you're familiar with that, uh, yes, I am. It's, I mean, I that. know you are, but <laughs> people listening. It it really looks like Magneto's helmet, so I don't know if she was in X Men and just decided to kind of bring that part out in her in the siege, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably weapon skin. There's one called Letter or Leader L E D E R. It is one of the coolest weapon skins in Rainbow Six Siege. If you haven't seen it, so Letter Leader. Not sure how that's pronounced, but okay. it's cool. It makes the Age two look like a paintball gun almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan just looked at me weird. I was looking at your screen. Oh, I just um, wanted to see what you're looking at, <laughs> but you don't have any pictures. It's just words. No, I'm just looking at words. I only read okay. pictures. Change history of IQ. This is where it gets funny, and you realize how bad IQ used to be to where now she's actually okay to play. I remember her being extremely bad. <laughs> so her gadget used to not show any outline at all. It was just like it would be like it'd be like the target symbol, like the store yeah. target, it'd like just two symbol, two circles. And then, like, a number that would show how far away the gadget was. And then, also, it would show friendly gadgets. So, you'd, like, see drones, and you try to, like, shoot them through a wall, and you'd just kill a drone. You'd be like, freak. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, it made it, made, it make sense, but it sucked. Um, so, they, they stopped that, and they made gadgets have an outline so you can actually tell, like, what you're shooting at or what you're looking at. She got frags in year two and then lost them in year three, which was a sad day because they were great for IQ. Um, and then the distance that her gadget used to like scan has been changed like a bunch. So it used to be like 12 or 13 meters when it first, when she first released, then they bumped it up to 20, then they bumped it down to 15 and then back up to 20. So it seems like now it's going to stay at 20. Cause I feel like that's a good distance. Like the, when they bumped it down, I think they did it because there was just so much on the screen where it was like, there's a gadget 20 meters away, but you can't really do anything about it because it's 20 meters away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but they finally changed that to be down to, or they changed it to go down and back up. So anyway, doesn't, whatever. Uh, my personal stats with IQ, I've played her for 24 hours, 1.46 KD and 1.51 win loss. Wow. That is a so, solid operator. How many hours did you say? 24. Yeah. That's a, that's like real this, data. My operator stats are a little skewed though, because I, Three years ago, when I was playing Siege, I would play casual like 98% of the time because ranked was filled with hackers. Mm-hmm. And so that's where most of my hours of Siege have come in. Right. So you're not always playing against. No, I wasn't playing well against people that opponents. were actually very good. So, well, I, but I mean, is that true? Because casual has always had the MMR rating, right? True. Yeah. But I was also a lot better at Siege than most people at that <laughs> time. Like, that was when we had played from closed beta and I had not. I. I I was one of the people with like the top amount of hours in the game, like not the top, obviously, but I was up there with people that had played the game from start to that point. Yeah. And so I was like top tier of players. So I was doing very well. Whereas now, like with my two year hiatus of siege, people have two extra years of experience than I do. Um, that didn't used to be the case, which <laughs> that's is sad. the only reason. Oh, that's the only, re- it's not the only reason, but it's a good part. I think two extra years of practice, but not, all, I mean, there I are plenty of people league. who have, 
joined since like Operation Health and are yeah. like way better at the game than than either of us are. That's true. But they've also played ranked the whole time, so I you <laughs> there know has what? to be a reason. I would be better if anyway. Uh, <laughs> IQ. So she. It's hard to say like if there's preferred maps or locations for IQ just because she has. It depends a lot on what the other team is doing. Like if they're not playing Echo or there's no Maestro or Valkyrie, yeah. like there's almost no point to having an IQ or Pulse and Vigil are two other operators. There's almost no point to play. They are IQ. two other operators. Yeah, they are. But two others that IQ can counter. I mean, she obviously she counters Mute and Capcan and Jaeger and all of them kind of. But it's like those things you you can see on your own already. Like black eyes are hard ones that you can't really you can yeah. see. But no, against black a good eyes are hard to camera. locate without yeah. an IQ. Right. Um, um, also, wait didn't didn't the pulse thing wasn't that an update before? Like when the game launched, she didn't detect pulse, did she? She did. Yeah. Always from the start pretty early on because i remember you could see pulse with like the without the outline it just showed like the two circles mm. and you would see it like moving around like oh that's a pulse yeah um so yeah pretty early on you could see him but yeah so she if they're not playing those but if they if they are if you're playing ranked and echo's not banned there's a good chance that he's going to be picked so playing iq is super helpful because she can counter echo hard because first of all echo's on his drone he's always on his phone like 98 percent. maestro as well also mm-hmm. on his phone 98 percent of the time and so if you can get above or below objective and just find them on their phone you can kill them from above or below because they're just sitting there on their phone and they're not going to notice like the first two hits of the pistol so you just yeah. spray them down and then the echo drones you can also kill at the very beginning of the round you can go to like the barricades that are still closed and shoot them through the barricade and get both echo drones and that feels amazing um but yeah she it is hard to play her on like organ basement and bank basement because those don't really have like soft floor. It's almost hard for almost the whole way through. And so it's hard to get like the vertical play with IQ, which I feel like that's where she really excels. Um, because like if you have an echo drone, uh, it is helpful to have IQ to spot it because it's invisible. Right. But if you have one and it shoots, whoever's diffusing, someone else can shoot. The, like it's easy to see at that right, point. Like you right. know where it came from. It's not invisible anymore. You don't need IQ to spot it for you. But if she can get it from above, then. I mean, you'd neutralize the threat before it actually does anything. Yeah, that makes her much more useful. Yeah. Um, and then she also can work well with, like, Thatcher. If you if you do see... If you are playing the organ basement or bank basement where it's hard to get through the floor, you can have Thatcher throw, like, a EMP right above where the drone is to stop it when you want to go try and plant, which helps. Um, but still... Those are uh, hard objectives. She's really good on cafe, border, coastline, and villa because most of the most of the floor there is is uh, soft. That helps. Um, let's see. What else is uh, IQ spotlight worthy? What's your favorite thing about IQ? My favorite thing about IQ is killing Echo or killing uh, Vigil or Pulse. <laughs> <laughs> it is especially Vigil because Vigil like. There has yet to be a time where Vigil has killed me because of his gadget, but I have killed Vigil repeatedly because of his gadget with IQ. <laughs> like I, I've seen it with Nook, where like Nook disappears on me on cameras and she ends up like right in objective, and you're like, oh, she is like, yeah, Nook's here. Surprise! Vigil has not ever once surprised me and been like, oh, I didn't know there was a Vigil somewhere because right. no, it's like you see his little thing on your drone, mm-hmm. like oh, he's in here somewhere. Like he's not gonna surprise me. Right. He kills you because he has a really good kit right he has a great gun he's three speed 
he has a great secondary as well. Mm-hmm. His impacts, like. Well, the other thing with Vigil is like he's primarily used for roaming, right? Mm-hmm. And so, unless you like drone a room and you don't see him there. And like, even though you see the static, you still go into that room and right. then he gets you because he was sitting in a corner. Right. Like then, yeah, that, that worked in his favor. But otherwise, like if he's coming to you, the fact that you didn't see him coming on your drone doesn't stop that you can hear him coming right. versus Nook. She's pushing onto the objective. Right. And so like typically in the objective, there's a lot of noise, right? There's Correct. gunfire, yeah. there's explosions, the there's bomb is beeping. The bombs beeping. So like, it's pretty easy for her to sneak past a couple cameras and then like walk into the objective without being heard if nobody was on that path. Right. right. So I think that's a huge difference. Um, yeah. Also the, he, I'm not, I know people like vigil and whatever, but, and they're weird. Yeah, honestly. I mean, like his pick rate in pro league is 7.7%. Like he's <laughs> rarely played, never banned in pro league, rarely played. He's not a, he's not like the most amazing operator in the world. He has good guns. Like, yes, I will give you that. And he's a three speed. I bet vigil is great. If you're solo queuing, if you're solo queuing and you're just yeah. deciding like, you know, what, I'm just going to frag out as much as I can and not worry about the team. Then he's probably pretty good. Yeah. But this isn't about vigil. This is about IQ. And this is about how Vigil always uses his little gadget because he thinks it's going to do something for him. And then IQ all the time will find him because he's using his gadget. And you're like, something is moving around very yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. Who could it possibly be? I killed Vigil on House Garage uh, yesterday. No, today, I was playing today. And he was just sitting in the corner of the garage, like by so in, like the big garage door, like in the um, corner where there's like the door that you can't actually enter because it has all the stuff in the way he was sitting in that corner like waiting for people to walk in and just kill him because he's in the corner mm-hmm. and i saw him with my thing and so i just like pre-fired him because i knew you're there and it's like why are you even using your gadget because it's not even like you're not like you're gonna hide from a drone but you're not because they're gonna see the thing and wait for him to appear you know what i mean right, right. like there's almost no point to use that gadget because it makes iq find you yeah like if you're playing against iq you are screwing yourself over I actually didn't realize until just now that you started explaining this that IQ could actually see Vigil. On oh, the yeah, game. IQ can see Vigil. I mean, I mean like, like, since you went, I'm not saying, like, I just realized as you were telling that story. That's, <laughs> like, why, I'm I'm telling, that that's why I'm talking about no. Vigil. <laughs> I'm saying I didn't realize until today that that, that happened. That's uh, a pretty crazy interaction. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's uh, that. my bottom line is I have killed Vigil because of his gadget, but I have never been affected by Vigil because of his gadget. Okay, here's a question about IQ for you. Here's an answer. Should, should IQ be banned more? Honestly, should people be banning IQ? You know why she's not banned more often? Because everybody wants to ban Jacqueline Monty? Yeah, and because she's not annoying. Like, there is nothing that she does that pisses you off. That's true, but I do wonder how often she turns the tide of a game. You know, if you have a right. an echo heavy, maestro heavy, Valkyrie heavy team, which we often do. Which Maestro I'll say she she doesn't do much to Maestro unless she, she can, can just see them, right? Yeah, she, she can't, can't hurt them at she all. She has frags. Nope. No, not anymore. Oh, she used took to. Them away. Okay, that's right. That was a sad day for IQ. Yeah, she used to have frags. Very um, confusing day for IQ as well. Yeah. What 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 happened? They gave it to Finca? Yep. That was dumb. It was it. It was the plat players that think they know everything about the game that was saying like, oh no, IQ super powerful. She didn't need the frags. And everybody else saying, what are you talking about? <laughs> like she did need the frags. Like the frags were totally fine. It wasn't, didn't make her overpower. Like she is good. She is a three speed. 
but yeah. they didn't make her overpowered. But yes, yeah, so I guess she doesn't do much against Maestro specifically, but but it seems like I mean we do a pretty Intel slash gadget heavy team a lot mm-hmm. of the time. It seems like it would be in our best interest to ban IQ more often. And obviously you play IQ a lot, so that's you know, it's sort of uh, you have to consider it from both sides. But. Yeah, I, I will say, like, I have killed both Echo Drones within, like, 30 seconds of the round, and I just type in chat, like, Echo, those are tasty, and they're mad. It might, oh, using Twitch to kill Maestro's cameras before the round starts is the best thing in the world. So I'm going to say, if that happens to you as a Maestro, you're a bad Maestro player. I can't, like, that's definitely happened to me early on when they made that switch, but ever mm-hmm. since then, I don't think it's ever happened to me. Also, Twitch players need to stop losing their Twitch drones. Like, why are you bringing your Twitch drone into objective? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. There's no reason to do that. You go on all the other drones, find out where the stuff is from other drones, and if you see a Maestro cam, heck yeah, I'm bringing my bad boy in there. Yeah. I'm taking out that Maestro. Like, I don't care if That's my, a great trade. Yeah. Like, I don't care. The thing is, like, if the only person on the team is, like, Maestro, and then you have, like, a like a Cap can and, like, Frost, um, even Valkyrie, and, like, someone else, like, your Twitch drone's not huge to kill those things. Like, you can shoot those without a problem. I would say it's, Capkin traps are pretty clutch just because people don't yeah, always notice right, and they, they can do always, damage. They, they do get themselves. But, like, you can shoot those regardless without right. the Twitch drone. Right. Whereas, like, if you can trade your Twitch drones for two, maestro, two yeah. evil eyes, yeah. oh, my gosh. That's a pawn for a rook. It does suck because then you have to deal with the Alda for the rest of the round. But yeah, that is true. The better option is just spawn killing or killing uh, Maestro that spawn peeking. That works better. But Yeah. Anyway, that's, uh, that's IQ. That's all I have for... I'm trying to think if there's IQ. anything else. Uh, do you have a favorite uh, IQ play you ever did? The the best thing I can think of is just killing someone through a floor because they're on their phone. Killing Pulse through a window. Pulse thinking he can only see you, not realizing your IQ, and you can see him too. Yeah. You're like looking at each other. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing your thoughts about our intelligent quotient operator. Yeah, is that what she stands for? Um, probably. Intelligence quotient, sorry. I guess, yeah, she probably does. Okay, let's talk about Bandit. Bandite. I used to be undercover. I did time. I had to deal drugs. I even had to kill. And I was so good at it that it got me a promotion. Okay, so Bandit. First of all, I was surprised to find that Bandit was one of my most played operators. And I've been surprised to see that several times. Every time I see it, I'm surprised. Like, I always forget. So Bandit was far and away my main for probably the first six months of this game okay on defense like do you remember that do you remember me playing like lots yes, of bandit yep um 100%. especially in like the closed beta just because like bandit was huge on house old hereford mm-hmm. and consulate right all of those have like yeah big breachable exterior surfaces that yep it's really nice to be able to shut down uh so he was huge then and then like back then Things were just different in Siege. Like, people hadn't figured out... Completely different. People had not figured out, like, how just, like, this game is all about headshots, right? And, like, people weren't using ACOGs all the time and all this stuff. And actually, Ben had an ACOG at the time on his MP7. Yep. Um, 
but because it was such a different game, like the M870 was very powerful at the time, and it's still a very good shotgun. Uh, but now, obviously, shotguns are pretty underpowered in Siege compared to other stuff, um, just because of the headshot game. But like, I remember making good use of the bandit shotgun. So I was like, I was looking at my stats with him, and I was surprised. Your maestro stats are good. They are good, aren't they? <laughs> I'm pretty proud of them. And that's recent too. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so so my top one far and away is Rook at 58 hours. Then at oh at less than half that is Castle at 28 hours, and then comes Bandit at 20 almost 24 hours. So I've played quite a bit of Bandit, like as as far as my defensive operators go, and actually have done pretty well. So 1.18 win loss and a 1.05 KD. So I'm no I'm no like savant with Bandit, but he's definitely been a successful operator for me. And then my Maestro stats, since we mentioned them, uh, in 22 hours with Maestro, I have. 1.23 win loss and 1.38 kill death and i'm very proud and 26 enemies killed by evil eye so thank you i'm the best <laughs> the thing is too with that maestro is it's there is very little casual played with that that is almost all ranked where you're playing against people that are your level Oh, totally yeah which is makes that those good statistics yeah yeah these are like hardcore accurate statistics for like real play yeah compared to some of these other people and like you compare it to like the numbers that are close to it and it's like super solid yeah so Maestro is a good guy for me. That's why I love him. Okay, but back to Bandit. So, okay, one thing that I think is super interesting about Bandit is how little he's actually changed over the course of the game. So I did mention that he had the ACOG taken off his MP7, which was a big deal. I don't know if there's been any, like, recoil or damage adjustments to the MP7. Just the only ones that are uh, changes is just when they did a couple of seasons ago they changed all the recoil patterns of everything yeah when they like redid that whole like centering the site in the middle of the screen or whatever it was mm-hmm. and that's when it was changed but there hasn't been like damage adjustments or anything to the mp7 okay so it's been it's been pretty steady i'm just looking it up uh yeah damage fall off standardized acog site removed this is back in 2017 yeah uh so yeah not, not much there and then to banda himself very little that's changed so Originally, he had three shock wires and three barbed wire, Yep, which was pretty crazy. Um, that was eventually, after about a year, so in 20, December 2016, he lost, or he got an additional shock wire. Um, and then there's some updates that like apply to everybody, like hitbox reworks, face rigging updated, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other, the only other real adjustment is that the barbed wire went from three to two. Yeah. So Which eventually, yeah, and that was January 2018. So eventually, they figured out barbed wire is very strong, uh, and it's too much for Banda to have three. Yeah. Um, which I think those are both pretty good changes. Uh, now that said, like I think Banda's a very good operator, pretty well balanced. I'm let me pull up um, the last uh, designer's notes, and we'll look at where he lands there. But um, I what's interesting is I have a suspicion. And we can't say if this is going to happen or not, but it's my suspicion, and so likely it will happen at some point in the future. Uh, <laughs> I think ACOGs are going to be removed from Siege because constantly... So MP7 lost an ACOG, SMG11 lost an ACOG, R4C lost an ACOG, Jaeger's 416C lost the ACOG. Both these new operas that came out didn't have an ACOG. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, they're realizing the ACOG is by far the strongest site in the game. Aside from, Buck is one of the only operators where I will see people choose, like, a holographic or red dot over an ACOG because it's yeah. just too hard to control. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, if there's an ACOG option, you're going to pick the ACOG. With, like, there's no reason not to. There's no right. downside 
to the ACOG. Even though there a lot of the the combat is close quarters, mm-hmm. the ACOG is still advantageous. Right, which makes zero sense. And the other sites, and I tried to post this on the Reddit, like other sites should have like wider like uh, POV or like field less, yeah, field of view. There you go. Less um, bulkiness to the site so you can see mm-hmm. more. So it gives it like a pick over the ACOG. Yeah, a nice and clean pe- red dot like Call of Duty 4. Oh my gosh, it would be so it nice. But like people are like, oh no, this site has this, this site has this. And I'm like, okay, well then explain to me why Jaeger lost at ACOG. Right. Why did he lose it? If all the other sites are fine and they're balanced, why did Jaeger lose the ACOG? Yeah. Why did Bandit lose his ACOG? Because it's overpowered. And they realize like the ACOG is a very powerful site and it doesn't compare to other sites. Right. And the best and so example is Ash. Ash, yeah. Right? You see Ash, you see her suddenly tank in mm-hmm. like in pick rate. And who's next? And Twitch, Twitch just with the ACOG nest too. Yeah. yeah. It, like I can see the ACOG a foreseeable future where ACOG is out of siege. Maybe not, but I mean, hey, I it's can coming for me. I, I don't think like 100% like, out, but I can definitely see it being a, a, possibility. a huge balance option for them of yeah. like taking it away and giving it to people and only putting on certain weapons and that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, because I, what was I going to say? Oh, like we the map pool didn't actually think it was ever going to happen. There, right, there, there it is. is. There it is. There it is. So anyway. We'll uh, yeah. Back so anyway, Bandit. yeah, back to our boy Bandit. So Definitely the default weapon on Bandit is the MP7, right? Right. I mean, the MP70 is super fun. And, like, that's a lot of the time what people will use for, like, the the recruit shotgun rush and stuff yeah, like that. Like, Because sure. the MP70 is fun. Um, but you definitely want to go with the MP7, which is great because its rate of fire is 900 RPM, <laughs> which is, like, extremely it's high. Um, and then it does 32 damage. That's, that's like, four bullets to kill, more or less. And, yeah. and it, those four bullets come out very quickly. Um, and also there's, like, little to no recoil. Right, you put the compensator it's, yeah, it's in there. It's very, very controlled. Yeah, you put the compensator on there, and it, it's pretty easy. Um, actually, we so I, I was playing Bandit a bunch this weekend, just trying to prep for this, and like, I just kept landing like tons of headshots, or like just getting like lots of kills, and just like you know getting tons of four Ks and stuff, just running around with Bandit getting stuff. And I was just like, man, I should be playing Bandit more. Like, this is I'm way more effective right now than I typically am on defense. Like, this is this is a great operator. I should be doing this more. So Bandit's good. Um, also, Ryan was using the red dot sight on yeah. the MP7 instead of iron sights. Because, I mean, like, and my default, like, what are you doing? <laughs> my default is always to use a sight, right? Right, of course. Yeah. And like, and as on top of that, like, I went from ACOG to red dot sight, and yeah. I just never really tried the iron sights. And then Chris was like, "No, you should be using the iron sights." So I tried it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, these are way yeah, better." I thought I was kidding. He's like, "What?" No, it's great. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to it's easy to aim. Like a lot of times with iron sights, the problem is like it's hard to find where the true there, center. There's is. so much bulkiness that you can't see stuff around you whereas right, his right. are so open no but this it's one's great beautiful. It's, a, it's really thin yeah you can see everything you can see way more than you can with any of the sights on so it's really really good uh i would recommend that if you play bandit um yeah so apart from that what so one thing i want to say is he hasn't had a lot of changes like we talked about right so right. he he went from three to two barbed wire so he's standard with everybody else he went from three to four batteries Correct. Now here's my thing with Bandit. Okay, so let me let me look at the designer's notes and tell you where he is. So he's picked a lot. Uh, he's just under fifty percent, which makes him the sixth most picked operator behind Jaeger, Legion, Valkyrie, Echo, and Mira. Right. So it's a solid solid pick rate. Mm-hmm. But his win rate is right on zero. Okay. So like his pick rate makes sense that it's high because he is a critical operator, right? Like he right. he denies hard breaches. He can. You know, there's the whole bandit trick. He can actually destroy 
the thermite charges or the Hibana pellets like from safety inside the objective. That's huge. If yeah. you can destroy those two thermite charges and completely deny a, an entry point, like a main entry point, like that's a big deal. The bandit so, trick has like evolved to like oh yeah, it the was, bandit trick did not exist when this game it started. It did not exist at all. And then out of nowhere comes like this video and it's like, oh freak, this is big. And so yeah. people started figuring it out. Then you pair pulse up with bandit to like help the bandit. Like consulate garage, house garage were two big ones. Mm-hmm. And then Mira comes. And you're like, oh, oh Mira revolutionized put a Mira on there. And it's easy. Yeah. No problem. And you can do it without if like if you get good at recognizing where the sounds are coming from. But mm-hmm. you, honestly, you put a mirror window on there and it becomes so easy to ban yeah. a trick. And it's oh, yeah. it's so effective. Uh, I think I want to say it was Serenity that like I don't know if he discovered it, but like put out the first made it popular documentation of it. Um so anyway, like so Bandit is I I would say like he's a good operator because of that. That's something that mm-hmm. only he can do as long as it's not inside, right? If it's inside or like close close by, then like um, an evil eye can do the same thing, right? Or you know whatever, uh, you know a, a pulse from above or something like stuff like that. Kaid as well, but Kaid as well, but it's much harder because his takes longer to activate. Right. You can right? do Habana pellets, but the thermite charges are near impossible. Right. Um. And what's well, what's cool about we should talk about the banner trick a little bit more. Let's do that for a second. What's awesome is, I guess, if you don't know what the banner trick is, first of all, it's when you uh, electrify a reinforcement as the Thatcher or the Habana is putting their charges on there so you destroy the charge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing for Hibana because you can place it after she started burning them and you can get the battery down fast enough to stop a burning yeah. uh, Ex-Kairos uh, breach, which is huge. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to hear it ahead of time. As long as you're there and ready, you can grab it. Um, Thermite, you have to beat him to it. If he starts blowing it, it's too late. Uh, or it's, it's, like, really, really I close. think it's, like, right on. Yeah. Yeah, like, like if you're kind of starting, like, right at the same time, you'll win. You'll see a lot of bandits, like, oh, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, it's, like, it's, it's worth <laughs> sacrifice, or, or it's worth, like, the potential sacrifice, yeah. right? Uh, but, yeah, like, with Thermite, he's also much easier to hear him. Well, he's not easier than hibana i would say but he is e- pretty easy to hear him planting yeah. or obviously like we said if you have the mirror window um but that makes that i think is primarily what makes bandit good of course he has a good weapon too he's fast so he's a good roamer but like can you hear as bandit can you hear thermite saying big f and hole coming right up no or no okay so that'd be kind of funny no yeah operator like, chatter didn't that used at? to be cross I team i don't remember because people would get upset that like they were yelling uh, stuff yeah maybe yeah. so it did. It I don't used, remember. It used to be cross team because I remember people being like, "What good is pulse if I pull up my thing and he yells that he's pulling up and sensing heartbeats, and yeah. the other team can hear that?" Like, did that used to be a thing? Can we? I'm pretty sure. You look that up while I keep talking about Bandit, yeah, but I'm it. pretty sure. So no, right now you cannot hear Thermite saying that, and and that's a good thing. Let's just actually let's just pause for a second and find that. Okay, so we just found it. Um, well. I'm I'm just seeing a Steam thread. Is that what you're saying? I'm seeing a Reddit thread, Steam forum thread. And this, yeah, it's. I have three, four comments say, yeah, when the game first came out, you could because Pulse would pull out his thing and give his position away. Yeah, so I, I specifically remember that too. Yeah, I, I do remember people getting mad about that stuff. Um, yeah. That's so funny. confirmed. Anyway, back to Bennett. Um, so my point is he, I think he's at a good spot on this, uh, this win rate thing. Yeah. Um, and he is, uh, same in, so we're looking at diamond and platinum there and then pro league, his win rate is 55.6% with a 33% presence. 
Okay. So also good. Like fine. Not a yeah. not overpowered, not unbalanced. Yeah. Um and I think the only reason that he's picked so much is because he does have that unique feature, right? Because like take away the batteries from him, like put whatever other gadget there. And I don't think you pick Bandit over most other roamers. Yeah. Right? Like I like I mean his MP seven is good. He has three speed. Right, but, but, but Vigil's available. That over Jaeger or that yeah, Jaeger's over, great. Four sixteen C. Um, I mean, there's tons of great roamers, right? right. Like, uh, like I think Bandit's a good roamer, but but I think the the primary reason for his pick rate there is the battery. Okay, so now here's the here's the point I'm trying to get to. I think the batteries are underpowered. Okay, the thermite trick or the thermite trick, the Bandit trick obviously is a crucial thing, but number one, that's ultra high level. Yeah, and uh, that's that's not fair. It's it's like gold level or silver level, right? Like, but it's it's somebody who's informed with the game. You're not doing that coming into the game. You're not doing that 50 hours into the game, probably. Right. Um, it's not easy to do. You know, it's gotten easier now with Mira and stuff. But it's but like if unless you're specifically picking your whole strategy around it, it's not very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's like one specific application of of the battery. Right, like it's it only works in this one. Like you only do it on this particular door because it's important. And other than that, the battery is just not that big of a deal. Right. So I think that the batteries are underpowered because, like, if I put barbed wire, let's yeah, if I put barbed wire down and put a battery on it, first mm-hmm. of all, you will never run through it not knowing that you're going to run through electrified barbed wire because the effect is so obvious. You know, it's you can hear it, you can see the blue stuff, which I think they've toned down a little bit since Kaid came out, wasn't it? That they toned down the uh, the electricity effect oh. a little bit. Oh, I do remember something about that. I want to say they did. I'm not 100, percent but I, I think, think they, they did, did. tone it down, um, which is good. But like, you're you're never going to be surprised by hitting that electricity, whether right. it's on a shield or whether it's on a bar or a barbed wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and, and it's so easy to kill because the battery's huge. It's right. easy to hit. You can't place it exactly how you want. Like you, you really yeah, have a very small. It the right, you can no sort of get it. Kind of like you can, like I would say, influence it a little yeah, bit. But most of it is due to where the person puts the barbed wire. Right. Exactly. And so, so you can't like hide it behind something like you can with like with a Kaid charge, right? Where you're yeah. hiding it behind the wall. Yeah. Uh, an electric claw. Um, so, and then it's really easy to kill. It takes one bullet, like it's, and it's big, it's easy to hit. So all that stuff combined means like that battery is pretty useless on the barbed wire. And even, even if you ignore it, you can walk straight through the barbed wire and come out at 92, 92. Oh, it's 92. Yeah. Uh, it it maybe it's different with different operators or something, but like in my tests that I've done, and this was probably like running through it, but like, yeah, just, just running through it. Like you'll, you'll come out at 92, eight damage. That's nothing. That is completely useless. Yeah. Right? A Twitch drone does more than that. Yeah. And that takes more skill. Um, so, like, it's... Yeah. It, it, like, I just feel like it's so, so underpowered. The only reason to have them is for the bandit trick. And yet, like, yeah, you can sort of strap drones with it. And that's one thing that they changed is uh, how far drones jump. Yeah, uh, well, drones used to... Could take like two or three hits in the oh, right. bar, in the barbed wire. Now it's instant. And yeah, now it's an instant kill. So it's that was, that was a good little buff for Bandit. Uh, but other than that, it's just like it just feels so useless. Like and like a lot of times I'm putting them down. Like obviously there is just like the straight up hard breach denial of just like oh I'm just gonna electrify this whole wall mm-hmm. and, and they have to thatcher it before they come through. That, yeah. That's not Bandit tricking. That's just the same as a mute jammer, right? right? And then in that case, it's like well the mute jammer is more 
more effective for that because it has more application. You can use it for drones. You can cover more space. Yeah. Right. And so like, so he, he that's, he's not a good pick for that. Um, so like, and I think I've said this before. I think we said this long, long ago on the podcast, but I really think that he should have some change to the battery. And even if you have to take one away, so he gets three batteries instead of four, I just think it should be buffed to be more useful, whether it's more damage or whether it's like just making it smaller and giving you more flexibility with how you place it so that you can hide it or, or like reducing the sound effect or reducing the electric effect even further. Yeah. Um, another thing that I really think would be cool is like when you run through electric wire, you receive some sort of stun effect, right? We have tons of stuff that stuns you right now anyway. Why can't it be like you're running through the super obvious thing that you know you're is like, there uh, and you, uh, yeah uh. maybe maybe you can't ads or maybe you can't sprint for like a little while after mm-hmm. or or like you're jittering or something like just like something small but just something to like make it more where it does something right yeah. um because right now the my problem is that like say you see an electrified shield on a door right and there's no way around it the only way to get through it is to hop over the electrified shield you can't see the battery because it's on a door right mm-hmm. right uh, you're not faster or whatever the the right play is not to try to like avoid that or try to have your teammate like try to get an angle on or something. The right play is just to jump over it and completely ignore it because you're yeah. going to take four damage. Yeah. Right. Like that should not be the right play. Otherwise, what's yeah. the point of the electrified shield? So there's that. I also think he should be able to electrify more stuff. So right now he can electrify barbed wire and shields. Right. And reinforcements. Yeah. He should be able to electrify ladders. I know there's not that many ladders in siege no. and it wouldn't make a huge difference, but like why not? It's a metal thing. Interesting. If, if you could like put it at the top of a ladder and make it so they can't climb up it without taking a bunch of damage, that would be cool, right? It's yeah. like it's a denial on a thing that nothing else really interacts with. That's true. Is that cool? Yeah, I I mean there's no reason not to. What if you could like electrify like the if you shut out the floor like get the metal beams in the floor? Like not the whole thing. <laughs> that would like, be yeah, that would be kind of cool. What if you could like shoot out the floor and like attach it to like part of the metal beams that would have like a radius? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That would be sweet. Uh, yeah, because it'd be easy to kill from below and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, it seems counterable. Yeah, I would go for that. I also, I, I think I already said this, but I think that the battery should be smaller, too. Yeah. So it's harder to hit, harder to see. Um, a lot of people have brought up before, like, that the electricity should chain, you know, like, from barbed wire to barbed wire. Yeah. And they thought, like, they assumed that's how it would work when they attached it and it didn't. Right. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's a little much because... He has four batteries for one thing. If you did that, I think you'd have to reduce it to like two. Yeah, well, because think about like what you could do. You could literally have a string of barbed wire upstairs and just put one battery at the very bottom of the stairs and exactly. just string it all the way up. Yeah. Like, well, they're not getting And like barbed stairs. wire is not that hard to destroy, but... No, but, but still. still. Uh, and then you could you could get like a huge wall of reinforcements with one battery mm-hmm. and then on top of that, get like barbed wire on the other side of it or something like that. Like that seems like yeah. a little much. And if they did that, they would reduce it to two batteries. And I actually, yeah. that might be fine because bandit checking would be hard and it would be like bandit needs to take care of his utility instead of just mm-hmm. like throw him around. Right. Yeah. Cause right now, well, I'll get into that more later, but um, also I think it would be so cool if he could electrify frost traps. So somebody yeah. hits a frost trap and then the electricity kills them. That would be cool. So you can do it now with, you can put a barbed wire on top and then electrify it. Mm-hmm. The, my problem with that is one, it makes it so much more visible. Right. Uh, did you feel like barbed wire on top of a frost trap makes it, like better or worse it's harder to see the elite frost traps under barbed wire for that's sure. true uh but overall i feel like you see that there's an obstacle there sooner 
yeah, and you're going to look at it. I mean, especially if there's a battery on it, you're going to see that there's something there that you need to shoot at, and you're going to end up shooting both the frost mat and the battery. Yeah. But, yeah, like, I think it'd be so cool. Like, and, and, like, it wouldn't be a huge thing, obviously, because, like, frost traps are not that effective. It's pretty easy to, to see them and stop them. Yeah. But it would just be cool to have that interaction between the two. Yeah. So I I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about Bandit. Um, I guess one thing I would say is just like where he's good and obviously anywhere you can do the Bandit trick and that makes a lot of uh, difference. So that'd be like Chalet Garage, pretty much all garages, right? Anything with a garage door, he's great. Yeah. Really anywhere where there's an exterior breachable wall uh, is where the Bandit trick comes into play and it's where it's really useful. Um, one strategy I would say is like specifically for Chalet Garage, I found this is really um critical and it's also good on uh consulate garage they have they both have those drone holes right next to the garage door mm-hmm. it's really good to throw a barbed wire down and he has nitro so like you have to trade off right between bringing nitro and a barbed wire right but throw a barbed wire down in front of that drone hole and electrify it and that stops twitch drones from coming in that stops regular drones from coming in um obviously you still have to worry about like frag grenades and that kind of stuff but just like just that denial of Twitch drones can honestly make a huge difference. Even if it's just Twitch has to burn 20 seconds to get her drone around that to get inside. Right. Um, so that's that, like, if you're trying to ban a trick, I feel like that's a really good, uh, really good approach for those two spots. Anything that's, else? That's mostly to protect the mirror window that you're using. To oh yeah. Yeah. Also to stop to, yeah. To stop mirror window breaches and stuff like that. I also really like to electrify reinforcements that have mirror windows on them. Because it stops like Hibana breaching it and stuff from yeah. outside. That's also a really good one. Constant garage is hard for a bandit because people try to peek in the yellow stairs. But if you yeah. have like an Ella there, like I, whenever we do constant garage, I always play Ella because I put a Gersma on the yellow stairs and then also one in piano and one just on the door that's coming like from spiral. Mm-hmm. And I just stand right behind the yellow stairs and just wait for him to go off. So I can cover piano room and I'll cover them coming down yellow stairs or I'll cover them coming in the yellow stairs door trying to peek the bandit and I'll get yeah. kills. Yeah, that yellow stairs door is a menace if when you're that bandit there. Like you just always feel unsafe. You're always mm-hmm. like, is somebody still watching that? Is somebody still watching that? Is <laughs> like, people like have to go do their own things, right? They yeah. they can't sit there forever. And like, if they don't mention anything, then you are very very vulnerable. Right. Um, but yeah, I th- I think that's bandit. Anything else we want to share about bandit? All right, let's Ooh. move on to listener questions. The big LQ, as I like to call it. And they are found in the Unrenowned Discord, which you can join by a simple Google search. Just search Unrenowned Podcast or Unrenowned Discord, and there it is. The best place to find Siege teammates because people are nice and fun, and we all have the same... Uh, we all love the Unrenowned people. Unrenowned boys, which is us. We are the Unrenowned boys. And when you boys. have a similar love, you play really well together. Well, what did you say? They love us. Oh. And so because they love us, they're going to like it a lot. Yes. If you find someone where you have like a similar interest, all of a sudden you're friends... And so, obviously, your interest is us, you know. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Anyway, that's where our podcast questions are coming from. And if you get six podcast questions in the podcast in six different weeks, you can have the podcast questionnaire role, which is special. Yes, you can. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at r 6 Renowned. You can ask questions there as well. And as long as you're following stuff, follow us on Twitch and YouTube and even, even dare I say, Mixer. Mixer has suddenly been legitimized due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> and so we now stream, at least I'm streaming on all three right now. So I, I was going to stream on Mixer and it was too annoying to try to figure out because Mixer was being dumb. And I was like, I, and you just wanted no. to start. Yep. 
Yeah, so but follow me. I'm Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. And I am just slow with three O's on the same platforms. I am on Mixer, but I just haven't been streaming on Mixer. Yeah. Twitch. Let's get into these questions. We're going to have to run through these pretty quick because we are running short on time here, but let's get started. Uh, BG and Everblight has an off-topic question of why we think people like to play multiplayer games over single-player games. If you have games like Witcher and Secure that are wonderful single-player games but don't do as well in the long run as a large-scale multiplayer game like Rainbow Six. Um, reason for that, I'd say, is people want to play with their friends. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to play with your friends when you're playing a single-player game. You can do like that. And I, I did this with my cousin when I was like eight or nine. We'd like put our phones on speakerphone. We both play like... <laughs> skyrim or something like at the same time oh what part are you at oh i'm at this part oh yeah i'm there too it's like it's just not as like it's fun but it's not as fun as like actually seeing them in the game and playing with them right um so that's a big part of it i think the even bigger part like obviously there's the interaction stuff but i think even bigger than that is like single player games for the most part have like a beginning and end Mm -hmm. and like it only takes so many hours to get to the end and then even if it's one with a lot of replayability like it's not the same as a dynamic multiplayer experience that shifts with every game and like literally every round on siege plays out differently. Right. Um, so like there's just, there's so much more, uh, variability in, in multiplayer games. And then on top of that, they just stay relevant for longer. Mm -hmm. Right. Like even though the Witcher is a great game, if I'm like trying to get into the Witcher now, as opposed to what, 2013, 2015? No, I say it's 2015. Maybe it's 2015. Um, it, like it, it's like okay, cool. I'm getting into The Witcher, but nobody's talking about The Witcher. If I like, if I wanted like express to other people like what I'm seeing, they're like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, right. Like, you know, it's like there's there's no uh, there, there's like an, a missed opportunity, right? Of if like it's not in the zeitgeist anymore. It's just not. It's 2015, by the way. Uh. Yeah, like I think that's the biggest thing is that it's just not relevant. And multiplayer games, obviously, if you're still playing it, and if you know 45 million people have bought it, and you know 20 million of them are still playing, or whatever the number is, then it's always relevant. Right. I think that's a huge part. Right. Um, what's What's the single player game that held your interest for the longest amount of time? Halo. I mean, it's also multiplayer, but it is also Halo campaign. I I certainly have put a lot of time. Minecraft actually. Honestly, campaign. Minecraft has good replayability there's so much you can do and the update every update is like ridiculous how much new stuff goes in the game we're like now i'm having an urge like oh i want to go play minecraft like check out some of this new stuff Uh because i used to play that game when i was like 13 14 15 for like a lot when i like a lot when i was it's crazy so one of the servers that i used to play on on minecraft uh mcsg minecraft survival games now mcgamer.net it shut down because of money or whatever and then just recently they like put on Twitter that they're going to reopen back up. And I was like looking at some of the people that come to like, Oh yeah, I remember all these guys. Like we used to play together. Like they were in my, like the <laughs> clan wars that I set up or whatever. Some of these guys have like over a hundred thousand subs on YouTube. And I was like above them before. And I'm like, Oh man, I goofed. Like that could have been me. Done if I had stuck with it. Done goofed. And I was like, dang, that sucks. Yeah. I'm trying to remember like what some of my biggest single player games have been that have kept my interest for a really long time. Like lately satisfactory. I think I've only probably put like 40 to 50 hours into it. I want to say maybe more, but like, that's been a really good one. I definitely intend to spend more time in that going forward. Um, I mean, I halo one, just like you, I spent tons of time in that campaign, but obviously that's multiplayer. Also, uh, the Sims. Oh yeah. (laughs) The Sims. Yes. Back in the day, like when the Sims and the Sims two were hot, 
Like we used to, our, all of our siblings, we'd all wake up at like four thirty a.m. to start playing, and you'd like take turns. Yeah, we had to like schedule out because we come from a big family. So there's six of us, and I think there were four of us that really played. Did I guess Jamie played? So five of us that it played yep. it consistently and like so we really had to like schedule it and map out our time it's so stupid i remember one time i was playing sims and random was like hey it's my turn i want to play i was like no and then he was like okay jamie let's go play chess together i was like wait i want to play chess he's like well if you're gonna play chess then i want to play sims and i was like dang <laughs> there's no win here <laughs> i want to do both i don't remember that i also don't remember playing chess ever i think it was check or maybe it was sorry it was like some you were just doing Probably it on purpose because you knew that i would like want to do that instead yeah um let's see what exemption yeah but that like only insofar as i finished it right i didn't really yeah. like, keep playing it after that mass effect limbo i've definitely played a ton like i've played through that very many times but it's so short like it's a two-hour yeah. experience at the most so it like it's pretty short portal portal's the same thing like it's a short experience i played through it a few times but it's just not like altogether it's not that much time I guess like Starcraft, Starcraft and Age of Empires. Obviously, they're multiplayer, but I played a yeah. lot of just like comp yeah, stomps yeah. and stuff like that on those ones. What about the uh, Mass Effect series? Uh, I think I've only played through them. You've done it at least twice. I, I don't, yeah, I think I've done it at least twice for each one. I've played through the first one a bunch of times because the achievements kind of required it, and it came to a point where it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's an older game. And it like, was stupid. The gameplay is way different than... Yeah, if you want to hear a long story about dumb achievements, I'll tell you about Mass Effect sometime. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Steel Switch asks, what do you feel are the best, most effective, in parentheses, two operator combos in the game today? The best two operator combos. Uh, okay, so, I mean, there's the obvious Thatcher and and Thermite, right? Yeah. That's that's just, like, that's a given. Um, so let's let's branch out from that a little bit. Um, I think like an Echo and Maestro is a really good solid combo that we've seen some super success with. Just the fact that like, like Maestro obviously can see them coming, you know, and and he can like he can get some chip damage in and just keep him occupied, and it's hard for them to kill his cameras. And then like they can get so focused on this evil eye that mm-hmm. they just don't even realize that there's a yokai hanging out there the whole time as well. And then they finally come time to plant, and then the yokai just destroys it. And like we have that exact highlight where we just won around with evil eyes and and yokais, and it was fantastic. But I think that's a really solid combo. Uh, Q, I think, is actually a really good combo. Mm-hmm. Castle and Mute. Because I think them together is stronger than either of them separate. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, Castle's good alone on certain sites. But Castle with Mute is much stronger. It's, like, he goes from, like, a 2. <laughs> I don't think he is good without Mute, to be honest. He goes from, like, a 2 to, like, a 7 or an 8. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Doc and Rook. We call it the Rock. The Rock. Uh, obviously Rook buffing everybody to last longer and definitely go down and then Doc being able to revive people from afar up to 75. That's big. I want to say Monty and somebody, but really Monty and anybody is a good combo. Yeah, keep scrolling down there through like the... Yeah, let's keep looking here. I mean, Capitao Montaigne is a good one to have the have someone because montaigne has smokes right but capital is the smoke bolts where you can really cover a plant with those mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. and then you cover you know montaigne covers one entry point while capital completely seals down like a rotate hole or something yep. with this fire so that can be big uh 
I mean, there's there's so many operators now. It's like hard to pick this out. We need a better list. We have the the wiki, but you have to scroll through all of them, so it's hard to see them together. I mean, I really think just your basic, like the Castle and Mute and Thatcher Thermite. Uh, what was the other one? The that Musi, Mute and Mozzie. Mute and Mozzie is pretty good, but I wouldn't say it's like the most effective. I think the no. most effective, honestly, is like Thatcher and Thermite. They're the most like essential operators to have together the most natural pair yeah. for sure what was the first one that we said thatcher and thermite but aside from that we said mm. oh the rock yeah that castle and mute also freaking duck yeah yeah valkyrie can be good with anyone that has like c4 or something you can plan like when to tell them to blow up their c4 yeah that's helpful um kind of a good like like random one is buck and blitz just because like buck can open stuff up so fast and like make a room for blitz to run in and then buck has like a pretty powerful assault rifle that he can back up with and he's got the frag grenades and all that so that's kind of a random one but yeah there's there's that uh jukas asks another sort of campaign thing what is the first game you've 100 percent completed uh i guess it depends on how you define that if you're just saying like the first game i beat yeah, let's go with that. Uh, Mine's definitely Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. <laughs> really? Yeah. That is a hard question. Let me. I, I have my list of games that I own on GameFAQs. Let me <laughs> look and see. Um, I'm trying to think like back to... I don't think I beat very many games on like the NES because I was really young and it was hard. Probably Diddy Kong Racing. That's okay, because we got the N64. That was the first game we had with the N64, uh, and I, I like I vividly remember beating that game and that being a big deal. And it was like I said, it was the first game we got on N64. So that's probably, probably it. Maybe I guess like Oregon Trail. <laughs> uh, I think Diddy Kong would have been before Starcraft. Yeah, Diddy Kong Racing. I'm gonna say. 007 Nightfire was actually pretty close for me because I just I beat Ocarina of Time because we had an N64 before an Xbox, and then 007 Nightfire came in the picture, and I, I don't know if Halo beat that though. You definitely anyway. beat Halo a few times. I beat Halo quite a few times. Okay, get off my vent. Says, how do you feel that your one year anniversary is coming up? Yeah, it is. Uh, it really is. We're at 48 episodes, so we'll be at 52 weeks here. I don't know when the actual date is, but we can look that up. It's going to be pretty, I mean, it's soon because I moved here uh, like August 17th and we started maybe a week or two after that. Wow. Uh, what should we do to celebrate that? I don't know. Probably community play day. Yeah. Well, yeah, we need to do but community play. Let's that's going to come. Sure. That's going to come when Ubisoft this season announces that they're doing changes to the custom games. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, that's probably actually potentially year six, season three. I hope very much for that announcement. Um... Yeah, we should do something kind of special. I don't we know what do we could special. do. We'll yeah, figure it out. We'll think of something. All right, Justin Friendly said, do you think it would be good for the Siege community if the Reddit deleted all content that contained griefing, trolling, or glitching? I feel like I see this sort of content a lot presented in a humorous way, so it gets a lot of attention. Because of this, I feel like it normalizes and encourages this sort of behavior. The most prevalent example of this are people who are deliberately smurfing to play against new players just so they can troll them to get content. I will say... At this point in time, the subreddit deletes a lot of good ideas, good posts, and good ideas. 
Like that's, that's what they specialize in when they're deleting posts is mm-hmm. deleting good ideas. Um, they don't ever delete content that seems like it should be deleted in my... Yeah, uh, so on these videos, like, what's the name of that one guy? Trolling coppers or something or bullying coppers? Yeah. Something like that. Um, d- he doesn't upload clips or links to his YouTube no. channel. He just uploads straight to Reddit. Yeah. Because then... that's against the rules. And But then he t- he has his watermark there, and it's yeah. pretty easy to get from there to his thing. Uh, I think their rules for posting altogether are just, like, silly and stupid and random arbitrary like there's altogether bad as far as like this specifically i don't know how much it like specifically or, or how much it like it's it's a widespread issue that it really affects the community but i do think it's not a good attitude to be putting out there like oh yeah it's totally fine for this player who's clearly way above these people's rank to be playing you know he's probably throwing games to get down there you know to yeah. get down to those ranks and then like and then just being mean basically you know uh that's it's definitely not good in that specific case i don't know how much that like causes that to spread i don't know i think that subreddit is not useful for the most part it's useful for when i see the rainbow six news pop up on it but that's about it it is rare that i can actual good suggestion or feedback discussion actually happens yeah r slash siege academy is better to follow Uh, Dark Romantic 17 says, what do you think the new ops will be like? Will they reuse weapons again? And what operator roles could still be invented? Um, So the reusing weapons again, let me first say, like, I don't mind them reusing weapons like at all. I think it's fine. Um, As long as they don't give them like bad weapons, like Nook, they gave her the FMG nine. And it's like, okay, well, she's an attacker with one of now the worst guns as an attacker, which is hard. Uh, So as long as they don't do that again, like, I'm fine. Totally. I'm I'm the same. Like I I don't care that the weapons get recycled. I think it's I, I just I guess I don't get excited about a new gun coming into the game. That's never really been exciting for me. Although that said, some of the guns that have come with new operators have been amazing, like the Alda. The Deagle. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, those operators wouldn't be the same without those those weapons. And like right. Maestro would not be one of my favorite operators if he didn't have the Alda. Yeah. So maybe it is like maybe it's more important to me than I realize. I will say, like, well, we know, so we have seen leaked pictures of the new ops. One of them looks a lot like Kavera. The other one looks like Thatcher and Maestro and uh, Kaid kind of got together and had a baby. Okay. <laughs> it's like, a, he looks like a two-speed. She looks for sure like a three-speed. But, I mean, how they look means nothing now. Yeah. So, I don't know what they're going to be like at all and the roles that could be invented. I don't know if that's really, like, good because i feel like the role i mean i'm fine with new roles being invented but the roles are kind of set in siege where it's like inventing a new role has to be good enough to replace something that's already there like nook is a completely new role and it's not good enough to replace your hard breach denial or uh oh, i guess she's on offense it's not good enough to like replace a thermite or habana obviously not going to replace a montane like there's no one to pull out so if you're going to invent a new role it at least has to be good enough to pull something else out yeah but there, I mean, there could be another hard breacher that could come out or there could be just like a secondary, another shield kind of operator. Like they could just double up on something that's already there. I, I would honestly idea. like to see more of that. Like I want to see some more like alternate alternates for some of the people who have like a unique role. Yeah. 
Um, also, so no need for a name sent in a core Ross video with Glaz and Warden ideas to fix them that we didn't get a chance to watch, but we will watch that this week and come back with an answer for you next week. Yes. Is that a fair promise? Okay. I, you didn't highlight this question, but I want to throw this one more in there if we have time. Yes? Yeah, we're going to make it quick, though. Okay, we'll make it quick. Six Eyes asked, what do you think is the best way to delegate team roles in a squad? Do you think squads work better with one or two tactical leaders or when everybody contributes equally to tactical decisions? I personally enjoy giving the team suggestions when I die first, watching cams and helping people coordinate flanks and such. So, yeah, I would say, like, a really useful thing is to have somebody who's, like, calling the shots mm-hmm. and, like, hopefully everybody can agree on who that should be and, like, and just and be willing to follow that person's instructions, like, for the most part, what what I like to do is just team kill Ryan at the beginning so he can be on cams. If I die, because he's beginning, not useful as a teammate. We we I feel like we win more often if I die early than if I live through. The she whole just cosplays. I'm just like I I'm pretty good on cameras, I guess, and, and somehow that works. But no, like that's that's I think that's a real thing when everybody's thinking for themselves. Like even if it's very simple, even even yeah. it's just like, hey guys, let's try a west side push. Thatcher and Thermite, can you make sure to get this door open? Like. That can be huge. It gives people like, this is what I'm doing instead of like, I'm just going to kind of peek this window because I can and then die. Right. Just a little bit of a sense of purpose and cohesion. And then like, obviously, as you go through the round, like, I think things sort of work out a certain way. Somebody dies and they obviously become the camera person or, you know, based on where you are, you have more information about what's happening in this spot than, you know, whoever your commander per se has. And so that makes sense. He also asked, what, what do you think of a game mode with one commander per team that doesn't physically enter the map but has full access to special cameras and info to coordinate their side? It sounds kind of interesting. It'd be fun, but it would have to be like full squads doing this because like being that guy and having nobody listen to you on purpose is would annoying. Would be frustrating. Yeah. We were playing a casual match on Coastline and I said, so we planted the kit and I was like, I have kitchen door. Literally... All three of the other teammates all started going to the kitchen door. I was like, are you serious? And so, like, I turned to go to the, like, check the bathroom, and here he comes, bathroom. So I'm like, I had kitchen door. I said, I have kitchen door, and here comes everyone going to kitchen door. What are you doing? He was the last guy in the one before. Everybody oh, I was kill. so mad, which for no reason, because it was casual. But I was still like, are you, you serious? Were, you were pretty upset. I was upset. Also, this mode existed in Battlefield 4, and they ended up killing oh, it. I'm not sure did. why. It was yeah. called Commander Mode, I think. Yes. And like you could have somebody, they could even be like on an iPad, I think, and they could. Yeah, well, they you would like look down at the map, right? And you would see like everything going on, and you'd like tell people to go places and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so Battlefield's divided into squads, so you have this mm-hmm. huge team of thirty-two people, and yeah. it's into squads of four or five. Yeah. And so the commander would talk to the squad leader of each squad and say, "Hey, I need you guys to hold B or whatever. Yeah. I need you guys to push C." And like. It was cool. It was really cool. Like, I don't cool. think I ever played Commander, but it was cool to have directions from yeah. the top of like, okay, we have a purpose. Like this yeah. is what we're doing, and we know that the rest of the team has their goals, right? And right. it's 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 some sort of cohesive strategy. So that was really cool. But nobody really ever followed. I tried playing Commander, and people wouldn't really follow because like unless people were in a squad together with their friends, like you didn't really follow your squad in general. Sure. You just spawn on them and do your own thing. Yeah, you could, even in your own squad, you weren't a cohesive unit. So why right. would you be as a whole team? Yeah, and so it was hard to like tell squads to do things they wouldn't go do it and it's like okay just follow yeah. the they, they did build in an incentive cool. system where you would get like faster uh, xp and stuff, and stuff yeah. if you listen to the commander or yeah. like and stuff like that so that was cool i think it would be cool in siege it might take a little bit of work to make it work just because like i mean siege already has a lot of toxicity you know yes and so i mean honestly i don't think it's that bad but it is bad sometimes. i played a casual match that ended within five seconds no before we even got past the drone preparation phase it was over because the defenders had all killed each other and left yeah that's <laughs> i was like uh, okay yikes um Ooh. 
but yeah, it, it would be fun. Okay. That's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us at R600 on Twitter. And I am RyGuy on YouTube and Twitch and Mixer. And Chris is just hello with three O's. Oh, oh, oh. We'll see you next Wednesday with a new episode. And we'll be streaming tonight. So come join us. Just goodbye. Goodbye.